You're listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing with Andrew Logan. This podcast is your step-by-step guide to building and growing your own business and creating passive investment vehicles. If you crave legacy, wealth, and freedom, keep listening. Hello and welcome to The Way Out Podcast. Andrew Logan here. Great to be with you as always. And it's episode number 53 today. So I appreciate having you on and I want to thank you for your support. And today I want to continue on with the Investing 101 series that we kicked off a few episodes ago. We did the crypto and forex markets last week. Today I want to be talking about the commodities market. So you may have heard of the commodities market and you may have heard of like the futures market as well. And it's a great place to kind of move on to from the currency markets because some of the commodities are also used as currencies to an extent. And so we can kind of look at some of the similarities there. So when we talk about commodities, we can talk about things like gold, you know, gold, silver, oil, you know, even barrels of oil are used as currencies to an extent, you know, like certain countries and that are very heavily based on the price of oil. You know, their economy, I should say, is very heavily based on the price of oil and other countries like Australia, like Africa, our economies are very based on the movement of precious metals. And then obviously people can trade in precious metals and there's a value in precious metals and how they can be used and how they used to be used as forms of currency. So we want to talk about that. So what I might just do when I talk about commodities, I might just actually put kind of gold and silver to the side for the minute and we'll talk about them a little bit separately. But when we talk about commodities, like all the other things in the commodity markets, essentially commodities are stuff. You know, stuff that we use, stuff that we consume. So the commodities market could be oil, crude oil, shade oil, light oil, you know, the different versions of oil. It could be gas, heating oil, stuff like that. We could also be looking at lumber, copper, you know, stuff to build your house with, commodities, the price of steel, the price of iron ore, really. Um, And then there's also food, you know, so cows, like potbelly pigs, the price of wheat, the price of corn. These are all commodities that people trade. And again, trade is really the kind of key word there because you don't really buy a barrel of oil and and then someone like delivers this barrel to your house and you kind of just put it in your garage and you're like, well, I'll, I'll sit on this for five to 10 years and then I'll sell it, right? You don't kind of buy these commodities essentially. These commodity prices are traded, and this is going back to, you know, Japanese rice markets and spice markets of the East Caribbean and all that kind of stuff. This is all going back to a trading marketplace. So people will trade certain commodities for different values. And most of the actual trading is done in what we call the futures market. You know, for the average mum and dad investor who's kind of going in and they're looking at the price of, say, wheat, And maybe you just happen to know a little bit about the weather or maybe you think there's going to be a bit of a drought this year. And so it's going to be a bit of a tougher year for the farmers. And so wheat is prices are going to go up because it's going to be harder to grow. So, you know, supply and demand. So the supply will be down, the demand will be up. And so the price will go up. And so you could go into the futures market and sort of buy it at a cheaper price, knowing that you could sell it 
later. Now, obviously, when you buy, as I said, when you buy a barrel of oil on the futures market, you don't just have some someone deliver a barrel of oil. You're buying it like with a, with an expiry date, essentially. So you say, I'm going to buy this barrel of oil at this price with the intention of expiring that deal like in March next year or something. And again, if it's oil, you know, maybe you're really betting on Elon Musk and Tesla, or maybe you know of some kind of cool new technology that's coming out in the airline industry or something. And you're thinking, you know, we're not going to be that dependent on oil anymore. So I can buy these oil futures now at this price. Um, and then I know that like, the well, actually you wouldn't, would you? Now that I think about it, I think about this example out loud in my head, you wouldn't because you're going to bet that the price of oil will go down because no one's using it as much. So again, there's this oversupply and under demand. So you're not going to be buying these oil futures because you think oil demand is going to go down. Maybe it's a colder winter coming. And so gas and heating oils and that are going to go up because again, the demand is up. And so the price volume will go up. So you buy these futures. Now, the problem with these futures markets are they're incredibly heavily manipulated. So the for the gold, for example, there is more gold traded daily than gold that physically exists in the world. You know, more gold futures and more gold markets and kind of ETFs and that all that. And then we'll get to ETFs another day there. More of that is traded each day than actually all the gold that exists in the world that at least we know about. So they reckon all the gold in the world could probably fill like an Olympic swimming pool, like if it was just one solid rock, you know, one solid metal. But the oil, the gold futures that are going on are ridiculous. So when we look at commodities, the pro is that there's a lot of options again, like so people who like commodities markets that, you know, they like to invest in these things. And a lot of them are kind of, you know, they've got farming backgrounds or they've worked the land and they just kind of understand seasons a bit. And, and they're willing to kind of make these predictions based on seasons coming. Some people just like the fact that, you know, they can buy potbelly pigs and buy cows and, and buy timber on these future markets. But really what you're buying are future values of something that people will use or consume. And then again, they can be tied to currencies because certain countries like Australia, for me, it's, you know, when iron ore prices are up, Australia's economy is doing really, really well. You know, when copper, when gold, when silver prices are up, Australia's economy tends to go very well because we have a lot of stuff. And, you know, our governments are very happy to just let people dig holes in the ground. Big companies just dig holes in the ground and they keep our economy running. Now, what's going to happen to Australia when we run out of stuff to dig up? Well, you know... Who knows? But that's problem for, you know, the next generation, unfortunately, something that they're going to have to deal with growing up in Australia. But if you want to look at the commodities market, what you're working out is that you really you're not investing. We're in a trading marketplace like you're going into a markets and you're trading what you think is worth value versus what else someone someone else doesn't think is worth a value. So you're in a marketplace and you're buying and selling. You can't buy a barrel of oil and just sit it in your garage and get cash flow for it. There is no cash flow generation in the commodities market. When we talk about precious metals, so we move across into, you know, your silver and gold, particularly as the big ones and silver a little bit more like in the um, sort of usefulness stage, like it's actually because it's used in smartphones and stuff like that. And, um, you know, there's a bit more sort of practical use. Gold is obviously more a jewelry thing and it's also a coin and it's a trade of value. It's a very well known precious metal and there's value in just 
obtaining gold so that you can wear it, all that kind of stuff. So when we look at silver and gold in particular, what we need to think of is a storage of wealth. So when we look at the commodities market, it's a trading marketplace or a place to store your wealth. So people will buy gold bricks and they'll put them in the safe and they'll put them under the stairs and, you know, lock them away. Or they'll buy gold, you know, silver blocks, I should say, and they'll put them in the safe and then they'll give them to their kids later. And like, here is some silver that I bought and I've just been storing wealth because I didn't want to put it in the bank. I didn't trust it in the markets. You know, I didn't trust it under the mattress. So I've put it into this precious metal and I think this precious metal will still be used and still have value in 20 years. So I'm going to store my wealth there. And again, it's really important that we understand that if we trade gold futures or gold ETFs on the market, we're not investing, we're trading. And we're trading in a very manipulated, very volatile market where more stuff is getting bought and sold than actually exists in the world. But also we're looking at a place to store our wealth. And you cannot amass wealth through storage. Like money is a bit like manure. And if you just kind of store it in one place, it can often get a bit stinky. But if you move it around and spread it and put it to work, then lots of things grow. And that's how we grow money trees is we kind of fertilize them with more money, you know, fertilize them with this manure. So if you are in a situation where you can just store wealth, like you've amassed an amount of wealth and you want to store it for the next generation, then precious metals, gold, some versions of commodities are very good options. In saying that, you're probably not listening to this podcast. If you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars amassed and millions of dollars amassed and you're just looking for ways to put it away for 10, 15, 20 years, I don't think you're listening to this podcast, let's be honest. If you're hearing about the commodities market and people are saying like it's a great market to get into, look, it is a marketplace and there's lots of advantages to a hustling, bustling marketplace. It also means there's a lot of people, there's a lot of activity, there's a lot of volatility, there's a lot of things moving around, but you can get really good at understanding lumber prices and you can get really good at understanding natural gas prices and you can look at how airlines are moving around and how that really affects oil prices and how government policies and OPEC and you know Middle East situations affect oil prices. You can do all that. But again, remember, you're not really investing, you're trading in a marketplace. You're creating an extra income stream to an extent, but you're not actually creating a passive income stream. If you want to store wealth, commodities are an option too, but you cannot amass wealth in the same way that you would store wealth. So always remember that as well. So I hope that helps guys. Probably a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but the commodities market, we can run through it, get your head around it, help you understand what's coming up. And then I look forward to speaking to you in the next episode. It'll be episode number 54. And we'll keep talking about mindsets. We'll keep talking about investing. We'll keep talking about business. One last reminder as well, if you are interested in my Network Marketing Freedom Fest event, it's uh, there's what, three days left until the early bird ticket prices run out. So if you go to www.andrewlogan.net slash freedom, if you're listening to this before the 6th of September, you can get in and grab those early bird price tickets, save yourself some extra money. It's going to be an amazing, amazing event. Can't wait to be bringing it to you. We're going to be showing you the exact step-by-step process on how to launch a business, create that duplication, build the team, and then put that money to work because that's really the key. We're going to show you how to actually create 
generational wealth. And I'm really, really excited about that. Got some amazing speakers. If you're listening to this after September the 6th, of course, you can still come. You just have to pay that slightly higher ticket price. And if you're listening to it after September 25th, unfortunately, you've missed it. But there will be more events coming. I can guarantee you of that. Otherwise, guys, as always, I appreciate you being on and I appreciate your support. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Way Out, creating financial freedom through network marketing. Connect with Andrew on Instagram and Facebook at Andrew James Logan. For your seven-step system to financial freedom and other tools and resources to help you grow your business fast, go to www.andrewlogan.net. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. Until next time, keep moving forward.